one of the things I was always so saying about my dad is how cool he is. I'm like, Dad! So I sound check with it. I go, love you, Dad! Love you, Dad! Okay! <laughs> Del. Alright, are, are we in? Yeah. yeah. Alright, so here we are. I cannot believe it. Episode 6 of the Cedar Rapids Music Scene Podcast. I am Mike Schulte. Yeah. Drummer for the Pork Tornadoes and host of this podcast for some yeah. weird reason. I thought it was a good idea. You have a good voice. Hey, I do have a nice voice. I you was on a, Z102.9 yeah. this morning with Scott Schulte. Nice. It was. It was pretty nice. Wow. Did you feel like he thought maybe you were like got in for I called job? him dad on the radio. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He did not react. Yeah. You got a voice and a face for radio, man. You're it's, damn right, it's man. You. It's yeah. you. It suits you. So. And speaking so eloquently on the other side is AJ Venz of Wolfpack Productions, my official yeah. co-host. Hey, runs the knobs. Run the knobs. It's, and it's uh, he, you know, he, he, I speak for the cover band world. He speaks for the original land world. So we kind of have a little bit of everything. Yes, there. yes, it's a good vibe. And we got a very special guest in the studio today. It is Jerry Lawrenson of the Pork Tornadoes, Piano Palooza, Town Crier, and many other bands in the state of Iowa. How are you, Jerry? I'm great, and I'm very thrilled to be here. Glad to be hanging with a couple of great fucking dudes. God, nice. Jerry came all the way from Des Moines today, too, just to do this podcast. Wow. Yep. Isn't I that amazing? I, I didn't know you just drove all the way here for that. <laughs> I had some, just for this. Yeah. <laughs> see dad. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know we're at like, we're, we're breaking that two million yeah. mark, but I mean, you know, just for us. Well, two yeah. million, you know, two million uh, view or listens per podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. It's not it's impressive numbers. It's yeah. not sure you've never been a part of anything like this, have you? Never, ever. No. <laughs> Well, well, my br- first time. I'm gonna try not to fuck it up. Yeah, please do not. <laughs> we brought we brought Jerry in. A lot of people have been talking about how they would love to hear from a full time musician about you know because things are different for 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 us. We have full time jobs. Me and AJ do, but mm-hmm. we play music on the side. Right, and it's definitely a different um, way of approaching things than it is if you're just a full time musician and that is your main job that you do. So I think I think it's almost natural to. Um, to have somebody speak on this because I think there are a lot of, of full-time musicians out there. I think there are a lot of people that would like to maybe transition into being a full-time musician, or maybe it's just something people are interested in hearing about. So I, I think it, it only makes sense to, to have you on the episode, my friend. Here we are together. And here we are. Let yes. us embrace. Let's dive in. <laughs> Let's dive in. First, I want to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, bring it. Uh, what actually got you into loving and playing music in the first place? Uh, honestly, um, it was piano lessons when I was a kid. Um, I took piano lessons from a sweet little old lady named Edie Sompy, who was super awesome. Um, just the right amount uh, and balance of, hey, what would you like to do and what do you enjoy? And also, these are the things you for sure need to be good at, to be good at it. Um, and so that was it. And she was always like super encouraging. And then, I think as a kid um, or any anytime you get positive reinforcement from someone that you trust, it is so huge. It's so yeah. huge to have someone that you look up to um, or respect, you know, say like, hey, you're good at this. 
You should keep going. You should yeah. keep going. You know that is pretty awesome. And maybe um, you were terrible at it. If, yeah, you could, absolutely could have been. You know, um, I mean, obviously, given where we are today, we know she was right. <laughs> but, um, no, but like, but seriously, I mean, that uh, that is something that is so powerful when you get some positive affirmation from someone that you trust. Hundred um, percent. So that sent you down a road. And actually, the first time I met you. Uh, you decided that you wanted to start a band, correct? Mm -hmm. and, and and the funny thing about it was uh, me and Jerry went to high school together and he decided oh. he wanted to start a band called Jerry's Band, of course, fronted by Jerry. No big deal. And yeah. and we were just going to play cover <laughs> songs at graduation parties. Yep, that was it. Is all that it was. And it's so <laughs> funny because I was in an original band at the time and I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, they'll pay me like 25 bucks, like free Coca-Cola classics. Like, <laughs> I'll just do these couple of shows and then I'm going back to right, my original right. band. I'm not selling out yet. But Jerry, you, I mean, essentially you had such a good time doing that. It was that a, you're like, we should keep going down this path, right? For sure. Like, and that was our, it was our high school talent show. Um, and I just remember, like, I enjoyed playing music up to that point. And I didn't even, I wasn't even going to be the singer in that band. I was going to be the drummer, but we That's couldn't right. find a singer. Like no one could sing. Ooh, I was like, sing. I was like, guys, I can probably hack. Let some me of this try. Stuff. Let me, you know. And so <laughs> we did that. We did like two or three songs for the high school talent show. And I just remember like feeling like this is the coolest thing you can do and it was this is a this is yeah. the coolest feeling i've yes. gotten for, like sports don't compare to no. this like this music stage thing is incredible yeah. yeah like the the energy was just amazing and like you know, you're in your high school. It must have sound like absolute trash heap. Yeah. You know, it, it was, I've seen videos. We did like a lot yeah. of vertical horizon and third eye blind jumper, Don't, you yeah, know, how's yeah. it going to be? It was, yeah. it was pretty bad. It was not good. But. but, but what's cool is that then, then you went on to a formally form a band called town crier Yep. and, and tell us a little bit about town crier. Cause you guys had some pretty good success back in the day, right? For sure. Town Crier was awesome. Um, we, we did that for about six years, um, like hustled as much as we could. We put out three records and an EP, I think. Um, and we toured as much as we could, you know, at that time, like that, it was kind of easy to tour was, back then, right? You it was know, like, easier. Fuel was cheap. Oh God. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, you could, you could, you could fuel a 40 Conaline van pulling a trailer and not like the math would work. <laughs> right. Um, we, uh, we wrote a bunch of songs. We, you know, some of them were terrible and not good. We thought we were going to like be the next Dave Matthews band. And we realized none of us were musicians enough to do that. Mm. Um, and so then we, we got hooked up with, um, you know, a, a producer that kind of helped us get transition more to like that pop side. Um, and that's where we kind of found our groove. Um, and, uh, and, you know, put out some stuff that people still like that I, I'm still proud of. Um, and, and then, um, you know, kind of, uh, after we all, I, I think we, and this, this is actually, a, brings, uh, brings me to, a, maybe the most important thing I, I think you can do as a full-time musician. Um, so we put every, you know, put everything we had into that band, uh, money, time, resources, uh, everything. And after the last record that we did came out, we did like, um, we filmed a DVD of it, which we never ended up releasing even. Um, we did like a great big theater show and it was awesome. But the emotional and cognitive burnout following that record release and the DVD filming and, the, and then you know, the, the lack big of show. the lack of being the next day of Matthew Van, it, Matthew's band happening for sure. You yeah. know, and you, you put all this time and effort into it. And you're like, why aren't people responding? Why aren't people coming or why aren't people buying this record? Now keep in mind in context, we had wonderful momentum going. Oh yeah. We, we had, 
you know, um, over a dozen markets where we could competitively come in there and either like sell it out or bring like an impressive crowd. Um, and that it should now it would be something that Hell is yeah. impressive yeah. that you should oh, yeah. be proud of. But, you know, unfortunately, our expectations weren't matching up with reality and we were successful, but we didn't see it. Yeah. And so, you know, at that point, um, a lot of us, you know, us, me, me, I was the primary proponent. You just called it quits. But yeah, I was like, I got to done playing music. I, um, I should be an adult. Yep. So I went to college. Corey went to call yeah. finished college. A funny side story. Corey Talbot of the Pork Tornadoes was actually in town crier. Okay. Which is yeah. how, how Jerry's sort of the catalyst for the Pork Tornadoes even being a band, which really? is hilarious because he's never been in Pork Tornadoes till now, till about two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But, but everyone in Pork Tornadoes. Tornadoes has been with Jerry in some way, really? shape, or form. Literally, yeah. wow, yeah, okay. Um, so you you did you did what I also did. I you get to an age and you're out of college and you're like, well, uh, that didn't work. I didn't make it in music, and right. so now I need to get a job and I need to never play music ever again. Right. I did that. I, I didn't play yeah. any music at all for about a nine month to a year period. You're just like no more. Or yeah, well, I was like, oh, this is done. Okay, I didn't make it. You know, and I, I think you kind of gave it a shot. Yeah. You went through the same thing, right? And totally. then you concentrated, you went to school and got like master's degree and yep. I went, I wrote music off for like six years, probably. Really? Yep. Which is and crazy. I went to college and did a bunch of degrees and spent way too much money with the U S department of education, <laughs> which I continue to pay back. Um, you know, and then, um, the game of life sort of, uh, brought me to a crossroads where I could either continue in that. Um, or I could do something to sort of revitalize and refresh my spirit a little bit and reconnect with some of that creativity. And so I was like, shit, I'll play some music again for a while. I need to do some personal healing and, 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 uh, do something that I would really, really enjoy. So you didn't, you were working a job, but you just decided I'm going to, I'm going to start playing some solo gigs again. Right. Yep. And you kept working your job, right? Kept working the job. Um, you know, is it not, whatever. I'm just gonna have some fun, make a little extra cash. You bet. Yeah. You bet. It was yeah. like sports bar. Um, you know, speaker on a stick in the corner. You <laughs> yeah. know, covers. Throw a tip jar out. You yep. made a couple hundred bucks for a few hours of work, and um, you know, and and did that for I don't know, maybe a year ish. Um, and then fell into some opportunities with uh, with the dueling piano stuff. Yeah, piano Palooza. Yeah, Tony, Tony Bonacamp. And yeah. and now Tony was a full time musician at that point, right? Absolutely. Tony had been full time for more than a decade, I think. So at this wow. point, are you starting to go? Well, shit. Like this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Tony's doing it. I'm starting to get a little more money coming in. Yep. At least to to the point, you know, where I could keep things paid right. yeah sustainable right. sustainable yeah. okay yep well how, how do you finally make a jump then like how do you finally make that decision to go i'm quitting my job i am 100 all in and i think i can make a living off of this well i mean i think this is where musicians um we are we front load the creative and we front load um you know getting people in the door and you know, making sure that our rigs are good and, and all that stuff. But I think it, we, it's easy to overlook and sometimes you should, it's easy to overlook, um, some of the important things like living small. I mean, for example, I drive an 05 Subaru. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in a, you know, a 1300 square foot house. Um, you know, I have a very small nut, a very small footprint that I have to cover. And so I just sort of organized my life in that way and worked it backwards. I was like, okay, how much do I need to live? 
a month on the worst month on the how worst much money do i need to just survive for for sure i literally made a google spreadsheet and i was like here's what i made this last year doing this not full time and not dedicating all of my resources to this just sort of I played like 30 shows or yeah, whatever if half I, asset. if i multiply that by 3 and i play 90 shows right then you just got to make the jump, right? You just Absolutely. have to literally make that decision. Yeah. And that is scary. That's the same for any entrepreneur ever. You yeah, know, totally. it's not, at some point you're starting you, your own business at this yes. point. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And you, at some point you reach that threshold where you, you, you either one is going to suffer or both are going to suffer, you know? Mm -hmm. So your day job, you're going to start, you know, being shitty at that yeah. because my, all of my emotional and, uh, you know, intellectual energy is going to this other creative and thing. And you're getting home at three in the morning on a, on a Friday morning, having to go to work Correct. at 8 a.m. Yeah. So you're just half pregnant on both of these things and you're just like, yeah, yeah, totally. And so for me, it was kind of like, well, um, I, I tried to save a little buffer and just in case, you know, all of a sudden the, sports bars and breweries were like, we don't like this guy anymore, you know, right, totally. um, you know, so I could have some time to put things back together in case that didn't work. Um, but yeah, eventually just made the jump. Um, and that was about three years ago. -ish. What was it? What was it like, uh, when you finally were like, you quit your job and then you're starting to book these shows up. I mean, was there, was there any regret at all right off the bat to be like, Oh God, Oh God, nope. I got it. Not even instantly. I felt like I was, and this is the best way I can describe it. I felt like I was buying my life back. So, um, instead of handing my time and trading that time to someone else for an hourly wage, I was literally buying my own time back. And so I still worked just as much, if not more totally. as I did before. Of course. But it, but it's doing things that you want to do. Correct. Yeah. Or things that, that, that maybe I don't want to do, but that connect to me, right. you know, being able to do that. Sure. Um, and that is a invigorating and very special thing. Well, wouldn't you say, though, I mean, and I'm just speculating. I know you really well. We're in the same band together. But wouldn't you say that you're making more money playing full-time music than you could possibly make at Wells Fargo. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, or, or whatever your old job was. Well, especially when you think about it in terms of the time invested. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, absolutely. Not to mention the fact that I am like free. <laughs> I am my own boss, you know, yeah. like yeah. that, the, the, the stress. It's all on you at this point. Yeah. The, the stress, uh, uh, um, or like being worried about, um, uh, being worried about, uh, am I, you know, making my peers happy or is this work good enough? Or is my boss happy with me? Like, believe me, when that goes away, you get a little big piece of your heart back. It's yeah. pretty special. <laughs> well, so, so what are you actually doing right now? So you're doing, you're playing in pork tornadoes, you know, mm -hmm. 30 to 40 shows a year. Or so you're doing piano palooza, which is, uh, what, probably another 30 to 40 shows a year or so. Yep, Town, Town Crier, interestingly enough, is now back in the mix now, and that back would never mix. have been able to happen it, had you not been able to make the jump to a full-time musician. So you guys are playing 10 times a year at this point, and are you also doing solo gigs? Still do solo stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think just to any musician out there that is like considering making that jump or like working towards it, um, my mantra is always say yes. I say yes to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I have written songs for, um, like jingles, stuff like that. Um, uh, uh, with a studio in Des Moines Sonic Factory Studios, um, I'll like 
if they need some music for a video or a commercial or something like that, I've gone in and done that stuff. Um, I've done like commissioned work um, where like someone needs a certain like style of a song. Um, and so I'll, you know, write sure. some iterations for that. What's the pay? Um, sure thing. I'll be on, I'll be there. Absolutely. Um, weddings, kids shows, um, kids shows are a fucking blast by the way. Um, a fucking blast. Fucking blast. <laughs> I am not joking. Like that stuff is a ball. You just need to know one thing. Children do not understand sarcasm. No, not at all. I okay. dive, my first couple I did uh, at the civic center, I just like dive bomb. Cause I was like, I, I'm crushing it right now. And no one is laughing. And then you're like, that's because they're six and they don't understand sarcasm. They understand Crap. straight to the point. Like, yeah. what is this guy talking about elephants for? Yeah. yeah. When I transitioned away from trying to like make them laugh to like clap your hands. If you love your dad, like, and they're like, yeah, I love my dad. And they're like, okay, okay. <laughs> just figured it out. I got you now. <laughs> well, you've, you've like, you've been able to, since you're so versatile at this point, you're in so many different types of bands and you're playing old people shows, young people shows, baby shows. Like you're, you've learned, you get to spend hundred percent of your energy learning how to react and how to do things and, and what works well and what doesn't work well for sure. Because you're playing what hundred shows a year, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, and that transitions perfectly into that next idea, which is, um, you absolutely most importantly have to be you. You have to be you. You cannot because you're awesome. Whatever you, the thing is you do, I might not like the music that you yeah. play, but it's yours and it's exclusively yours and it's uniquely yours. So be that person. Don't like the second you try to like, I think Create the, a, the oh, crowd yeah. will like this if I say this right. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. And yeah. humans are so good. And I pick it apart. Uh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when someone's giving you like yeah. bullshit or like saying what you want to hear, they create this persona and, and like, that's what they try to portray. And, and yeah, and you're just like, I don't buy it. And no, just, just let yourself come out and be the persona. Yeah. Let yourself be the person. Yeah. We're super good at identifying falseness and the sooner, and it doesn't come easy because like getting up in front of people is fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's, very, yeah. it's still hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 30 it's, years later or whatever, you know, it is, oh, yeah. it is freaky and every crowd is different. And like what worked at this place and this time for some reason is not working in this place yep. this time, you know? And so, but I think at, like as a musician and as a performer in general, you have to be able to be you in front of those people. And so the things that you say, make sure those things that you say are the things that you would say to your pals yeah. or, or to your family when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you're with your siblings and you guys have this, this is how like, I would react to anybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you can connect to that and talk to those people, like, you know, them, mm -hmm. um, and just be you, then you're going to have so much more fun and the response is going to be so much better. There's going to be people that, for example, will tell you, wow, that sucked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> does but, that mean you're doing things good? If people are coming out and saying negative things, <laughs> I, usually that's how I, I view it. I, I think so. People you're, you're don't ever anybody. say bad things about people who are truly bad because they feel bad. Right. You're They're right. like, I don't want to, man, this guy's terrible singer. No, I don't no, wanna, you're doing good. You're do, yeah. No. So they only say bad things about people that are actually good. <laughs> they're jealous of. You can't say you've really made it unless you have some haters out there. Exactly. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. And AJ was just privy to a special future yeah. Pork Tornadoes video. Oh, that's, I can't uh, wait to be a lot it. of fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, do you think, so, so since we do have a lot of um, cover band musicians and we have a lot of original band musicians, would it be possible for you to be doing this just playing original music in Iowa? You know, um, I've thought about this a lot. If I had to do it over again, um, and, and the, the again, 
keeping in mind that if the end goal was to just be a, like a, a full-time musician, I would go solo and then bring in a band where needed. You would you would be Jerry Lawrenson. You can hire me. Here's my solo act price. Oh, yep. do you want a, a guitar player with me who also sings? Here's the duo price. Yep. Here's the stripped-down trio price. Here's the five-piece full band. I mean, that's what you're saying, right? Yep. And you yep. just have this, here we go, yep. one band. Well, think about um, some of the artists that you've heard that are like that, like um, uh, Pfeiffer Fighting Guy. Okay. Um, or uh, 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 what's like that? Dashboard Confessional. And exactly. Like stuff like kind that. Of where, where yep. his, he is the band. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. then you bring in people from there. Sure. To the extent that the organization allows the growth to support those other musicians full time, yeah. then super. But, you know, it's it's very easy for one person to go to that, to book five, six nights a week all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, and because and, you can go work for 75 bucks, you know, for that opening slot and four drink tickets. And you mean, and you were talking playing original music. Yes, right? playing original yeah. music. You know, you can go do that. But can you do that? So if you're in Iowa, you've got to travel out. I mean, you've got to, you can't just make a, a Des Moines, Cedar Rapids Iowa City circuit and and be able to play enough because the problem is, and this will lead back into this. Like I think the the biggest problem we've been dealing in Cedar Rapids is that people play too much over too often. They oversaturate, which I think we've learned and we've started to do better. The pork teas have to to give them something they want and then don't give it to them all the time. Like Mm -hmm. just every couple, every three, four months, come back, play a show. Mm -hmm. But when you're a full-time musician, I mean, you have to be playing three times a week, essentially, in, in maybe the same town. Like, how do you, how are you able to keep that fresh? Right. Well, I, one of those things is I, I do think you need to connect with all sources of revenue possible. And so some of that can be, um, you know, like, again, we I should have been supplementing that original stuff with the cover stuff all the time or the instrumental stuff. Right. Or be a side musician in another person's band. Um you you're know, a front man in every band that you're in at this point. Well, yes, but like I have done the side man thing yeah. before too, and which is really fun. Um, Less on your shoulders, and and you're still like working, mm-hmm. right? So you're learning about gear, you're uh, interfacing with other musicians, you're rehearsing and learning new material. Um, you know, you're working in that field still, and so uh, you know, I just that's why I say say yes to everything because you don't know what those things are going to connect to and lead to. Well, like saying yes to Tony and Piano Palooza was probably one of the best things you've ever done. Hell yeah. That is awesome. And I it, love that work. Yeah. And, and, and if, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Piano Palooza is a dueling pianos slash big band if they need to bring in bands. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I hate dueling pianos. I hate the like, I'm going to talk to words. I'm going to change them up. Like I cannot stand dueling pianos. So when Jerry was telling me about, Piano Blues, I'm like, oh God, this is just... Have fun. And I, I've sat in and I've seen their show so many times and they're actually talented people that actually sing the songs yeah. and then just make fun of you. Like, you know, it's not just like, come sit on the piano, it's your birthday. No, hey, it's like, it's like, hey, toe. get off my fucking piano. I don't care if it's your birthday. Yeah. You see my name on it? Yeah, you see my name on it? <laughs> but, but what's super cool about that is Tony, Tony's almost like, we call Tony like the godfather essentially because he's kind of the guy that not only started just being a full-time musician and making it work, but then like 
driving up what you should be paid for shows and making it like I bands should be paid this amount of money or else they shouldn't play the show. And, and like, so I feel like he's transitioned that onto you and now you've kind of helped transition that on to us to mm-hmm. go. You got to you got to say yes to it, but you got to get what you're worth out of it. Right. Totally. And, and, you know, there again, uh, when I was saying earlier, it felt like I was buying my time back. You start to realize my time is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so if, you know, if that work, while I might enjoy it and I know that, um, you know, oh, well, we only have $50 for you to play for six hours. Well, you know, I will actually end up making more money by taking that six hours I would have put into your show by um, reaching back out to those people that I've emailed about work in a few months and um, or taking time to make a five minute video of a new demo and Mm -hmm. putting it on my Facebook page or putting it on, you know what I mean? There's more worth in using your time for that. Yes. Build that brand. But you've got that time because you're not coming home from an eight to five on a Thursday going, man, this sucks. I'm so tired. I got to get up early tomorrow. Like you've got free time. Exactly. And there's a bunch of resources out there. Like um, think of like a gig salad, um, there's one, a newer one called partyslate.com. And what are these, um, what are these doing? These there? are like lead, like cold gig lead generation websites where really? things like uh, event planners, venues, um, people that are looking for a juggler for their kids, you know, birthday party, whatever the thing okay. it's, you know, it's a repository of performers in general. And so, um, you know, go on there and make yourself a profile and finish everything and make sure that it looks nice and everything reads well. And, you know, um, because like we have at this point, like we don't need that stuff for work, but we still have profiles for all of those. Oh yeah. Um, because we do get work from them, you know, there are some people that have to go buy the books if, if it's some corporate event, like even though they've heard your grade and they're and somebody recommended you, like they still need to know that you're a legit person with, with profiles and websites. And, you know, um, I mean, you've got to have that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and you know, another thing uh, that I forgot to set to mention about the original stuff is college markets are really important. Um, so when we, and this, it, it still exists. Um, Um, but you know, it's been whatever, 12 years since we participated in this organization, (laughs) but, um, there's a, an organization called NACA. It's like the national association of college amusement. You're familiar. Yep. Familiar with NACA. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, we got hooked up with, uh, with a NACA agent and, um, did their, they do like these marketplaces kind of a thing where they divide the U S into regions. And then Mm -hmm. every year they have a, you know, kind of a, 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 a big performance of, of artists that they pick. And all those artists come to that region. So, like, let's pretend it'd be in Iowa City, and it would be all of the Midwestern colleges would send their reps to that um, to that party, and then um, the reps will then book their entire year based uh, on these bands that are performing. Yeah, yeah you, you're, and they have you know uh, hypnotists and magicians and <laughs> um, solo artists and um, public speakers and full bands and all, you know, all this stuff. And you get like 10 minutes to perform. Um, and then, you know, upper Iowa university is like, we think you would be good for our uh, spring fling mixers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, at the college at the dormitories. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, like I said, um, those are things that you need to be doing and putting yourself out as much as possible. Um, because there are way more places to perform than bars. And you've got to keep your, you've got to keep your schedule busy. And that's something that, you know, that like you're talking about that, like 
we're talking about like public money now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it, when we were an original band for us to get, like we would go do tours on the East Coast and a college where there would literally be 20 people at our show, yep. they would pay us like $2,000. Which back, you know, 15 years ago yeah. as an original band is like, what just happened? Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to work anymore. <laughs> we're, done. we're rich now. We're we just rich. won the sweepstakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's like Trailer Park Boys. They make like $2,000 and they're going to retire. Right. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> we're done, boys. <laughs> but like, but that then allows you again to then go play the Tom, Dick, and Harry bar totally. along the way out there mm -hmm. and back and for the 400 bucks. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and so that, that becomes that anchor show. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've always been this way or if being a full-time musician has caused you this way, but you, you are one of the more organized musicians that I know. Thanks bud. I, I mean, that is a compliment. Totally. Um, and I think, do you think that's a product of being a full-time musician? Because what's been cool about Jerry and the pork tornadoes is we've, we've just been so busy that we've delegated work to each person in the band. Like mm. you primarily, I primarily do, uh, marketing and advertising and social media. That's me. No one touches it. I do it all. Corey specifically does booking. No one touches it. Just Corey. But what Jerry's job has evolved into is like the advancing of shows and the information needed of shows, which has been totally opened my eyes to like, Oh, this is amazing. I don't have to ask 37 questions. Mm -hmm. It's all been answered for me and it's in this little document and I can just read it. Yep. I mean, wow. was that, were you always like that or did that? Um, no, I think that, you know, kind of came out of, okay. So that's, I think again, one of the cool parts about, um, being in business for yourself is that you can take parts of, you, you get to create the business climate that you that you work in, yeah. you know? And so one of those things for me is trying to standardize things. And so, um, you know, trying to make it as professional as possible. So, totally. that, so that every time we all look at that calendar, everything's laid out exactly the same. You yeah. know, when we have to be there, you know what we're wearing, you know who the contacts are. When can we swear? Everything breaks. Can we swear? There's a legitimate yeah. question on there. Like, can we, what are the language restrictions? <laughs> yeah. If something breaks and we need to reach out to someone the day of, who do we call? Uh, where, you know, where are we staying at? How yeah. close is that to our hotel? You're like, you're like show manager is what you are. You're essentially, tour manager. Yeah. Absolutely. Essentially that's what it what is. You, guys, you provide the itinerary and that's what you are for the day. And Absolutely. That's, cool. that's well, awesome. It makes us look professional, though, yeah. too, as a band, because I don't think we can do something like our private show out in L.A. without being organized enough. And ha and like because they, they work with these huge corporate bands yep. all the time. To, if we show up, and we're like, yeah, we we don't fly. None of us like to fly. We've never been on a plane before. And like, I've got a <laughs> garbage bag full of my drumsticks in it. Can I bring that? I mean, like yeah. the fact that we were organized made them feel a lot better about pulling the trigger on booking us, you know. Yeah. And we all know how important the word of mouth is and the recommendations are that come from people like, well, I heard about you from here. I heard about you from here. Yep. And you know, the, the amount of times that, you know, we have heard that, you know, we were easy to work with. We showed up on time. We, you know, they knew what we were going to, when we were going to be there. I always basically send the client anything that we have internally. I send them basically a copy of that. Mm. And so they have all of that, you know, in an email, um, you usually send it in a PDF. So they're in the, you know, share with whoever. And so at a glance, they can see when we're getting there, when mm. we start, when we finish, who gets a check, you know, who's running production, where's the power coming from all yeah. that stuff. So if there's any, like, yeah. we didn't agree to that. So, well, we did. Here it is. It's right here. You know, mm -hmm. we gave you the itinerary. We, we gave, gave you, we you gave you all that this thing hanging out of your back pocket. Pull that out. Yeah. 
because well, of some of your guests have probably said before too, like those relationships with like venues are and promoters are so important. They're yeah. the ones that get you work. They're yeah. the most important. And at the same time, being a full-time musician, that has to be one of the most ultimate important things because yeah. this is your livelihood. If you go, if you go play at confluence brewery next weekend and just make an ass out of yourself and suck and knock over the PA and break shit, like guess who's not getting played there ever again. Right. And guess who knows a lot of other bars in the place and yeah. going to say, sorry, they man, you can't all play talk it. to each other. Just talk like to we do. Yep. Totally. It's a tight knit group. If it's breweries, if it's bars, I mean, half the bars in one town are probably owned by a collective of people yeah. anyways. For sure. So yeah, you have to make sure that you're on your, on your toes you all the time. Be. Yeah, 100%. Well, and I just think it's I just think it's an easier climate now for somebody who know well first off, I'm a drummer, I cannot be a full-time musician. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think as just a guy who can't sing, who just plays drums, I don't think I could quit my job right now unless the entire <laughs> Pork Tornadoes quit their job and we went on together. Right. But being a talented singer like you are who can play piano and play guitar, I think there's a huge demand for that. Like a <clears throat> a friend of ours from Des Moines, uh Bruce Day Yep. Uh, kind of went through the same thing as, as Jerry did was working a shit job and just going, this sucks. I'm wish I could just play music all the time. And he just flat out goes, I'm going to do it. Damon Dotson, screw it. I'm going to do it. And they just have done it. And Bruce, Bruce plays like five shows a week and like super busy. And and he, he just seems like he's turning down gigs playing Mm -hmm. five shows a week. So I think in, in Iowa, you do have a lot of that want for cover music to do these solo shows and bars and restaurants. And I mean, I think it's totally possible for anybody to do. Yeah. They just got to pull the trigger like Jerry did really, you know? And go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's very realistic in Iowa, especially it's not a huge state. It's a four hour drive anywhere you want to go. And there's plenty of smaller towns or anywhere in this state that are aching for entertainment on almost on most. Yeah weekends and and even wednesday through sunday you know what i mean uh, thursday through sunday i don't know but yeah there's plenty of places i think you buy, right. you buy yourself a decent pa <laughs> yeah. you know you got your car and you got your your stuff and like you just roll it's yeah. just you you make 200 300 bucks or something like that i mean that's not bad for a day's work just yeah. to Heck no. drive down to a winery and make some make some money you Absolutely. know Absolutely. like you said just front load that that get ready for it and yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah. no i think uh you know uh a couple other things that you said come made, uh, made me think of, um, like the financial side of that. Don't go in debt. Don't get yourself a credit card that you can't stay on top of. It, you know what I'm saying? Like I, for years, for years, I had a beater, $250 Fender acoustic guitar, a fucking PA speaker that I borrowed and never gave back to someone, and <laughs> it, it's kind of sucked anyways. But sorry, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> and then um. And uh, and a an, an old Korg um, piano um, that weighed four hundred pounds, and uh, you know I bought for a hundred. I'm going to make this used. work because I don't want to yeah. spend four grand on new stuff, right? When I don't know I'm going to be able to sustain this for real. So like you know, especially for those people that are like, oh, I need to get this new Bose system, whatever. No, you don't. Right. Not if you can't pay for it. No, you don't. Right. Like use your speaker on a stick, beg, borrow on steal, make some cash, save some cash save up, then, that go, money. then go buy yeah. it if you really want it. Yeah. Then, you know, then, because what that also makes you do then is make the most of what you've got. 
And so like, hey, yeah. um, I don't have these seven um, onboard effects so I can throw my voice and make make it me sound like, you know, there's six people singing. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe I just need to be better at singing. Be better at fucking singing, you know? A friend of mine said, uh, Jacob Willenberg, who's in the local music scene and a fantastic graphic designer, he said, I I feel like restrictions and things like that, they actually pull more creativity out of me. I have to work harder to get there. And I think it's it's way better than having these crutches almost that you can get around on. I think it's a brilliant thing to say. You get used to to walking around with those crutches and And you're never going to be able to adjust. Yeah. When you do finally maybe save up to get those things, then you are, then you're really something to be reckoned with, you you know, uh, and you can even improve your craft from just your absolute uh, raw talent, you know? Absolutely. So. Another thing that uh, I thought of earlier t- was too, was uh, when it came to like a uh, vendor and venue relation relationships, promoter relationships, send them good people too. Um, share the love because that stuff comes, comes back to you tenfold. You know, if, if you went like when I can't do something cause I'm already booked or for whatever reason, I'm not able to do something. I will always send someone like, well, I can't do this, but this, this person, this person, great. and this person are sure. super good. Here's their contact information that, you know, they execute, they show up on time. They do good work. You will be pleased with them. And like, that's th- huge. Yeah. I just say, you know, I just, I'm still helping that person. I just saved them the four hours of runaround mm-hmm. to try to find someone maybe cold for this thing. I mean, I get emails all the time from event planners. Hey, remember me? Can you yeah. help me find this band? Hey, I'm looking for something for this. If you can do it, you know, here's the budget. Don't be afraid. Of, you know, don't be afraid to ask for the budget. Hey, what's the budget? And then you can know, like, okay. Maybe if it's if it's lower, then I can pass this on to someone that's just like getting started. Um, if it's higher, then I can do a favor for someone that threw me a really good show one time. You know, mm-hmm. like hey, this one pays great. Yeah. Um, here you go. Here's the person that you want to contact. Yeah. Yeah. So, All about those those relationships and building them out with that's kind of what the theme of, other of this podcast yeah. for six episodes now is just all about how you interact with other people and yeah and what that can bring you yeah, yeah. it's not a competition no people don't need to get caught up in competition never a competition there's, there's plenty of things to for everybody to take a part of you know what I mean yeah. well and Jerry what you said um, what's really interesting in our band the dynamic between myself Mason and Corey who are full-time people we work in the real world and then this band money is to quote our uh, uber driver in la fuck you money like <laughs> it's basically just like don't give a shit i'm buying a light up drum set and nobody cares like because because essentially it is we're, we're sitting here with i've got my main money if i didn't play a bunch of shows the next couple months you can still like, live i can still live i'm fine but then you've got jerry who is like yeah, yeah, you're making good money, but this is my money. And so we'll we'll run into these situations where we're like, we should totally spend $2,500 to have this video crew show up and film two two things for us mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, oh, duh, that's only like $750 a person. That's no big deal. Right. And Jerry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. Hold, yeah. hold on real quick here. Yeah. <laughs> now, this needs to be worth it for me to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and which is, which is again, with the gear, like you're, you, when you're a full-time musician, you have to make smart choices with your money. If you got fuck you money because you're doing other shit, then like, who cares? Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. go buy that. But right. it's, that's definitely something that would change. Like if, if the poor tornadoes went full-time, that would take a very long time for us to learn that, I think. It's so ingrained that we can just take money and go spend it, you know? Well, and I think, too, you know, especially as your business, like, grows, you have to be, like, you can't, some of the best advice that I ever got about being an entrepreneur 
is treat that business like you don't need it. And I mean that in a sense of don't, I take that as don't be afraid to like take risks and don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to say no too, probably. Right. For sure. Like I don't need your business again. Like if, you know, if, if I know that show sucks and it's going to take it out of me and I'm it. not making the money, I don't want it. Yeah. You know, do, I will, you, do you feel that almost helps you then get more money? Because some people are like, Oh, well, wait a minute. He must really be not the last nine people have said yes about this dollar amount, but he said, no, what? We should pay him more. I think I'm always gracious about it. Yeah. You know, but I'm just like, eh, this really isn't, um, you know, this really. I can't do it. I can't can't, do it for that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just Um, can't do this. You know, um, and sometimes it burns you. Sometimes that means I'm sitting on a Saturday, a marquee night in the summer. I'm Mm. sitting at home not doing anything. But that's all right. And then that's a day off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a day off that is probably needed anyway. Yeah. but I have a question. Do you do you find that it's easy to get caught up? Um, uh, sometimes hard to separate your work time from your home and, and personal time. Absolutely. Because, I mean, being a musician, those two things go hand in hand already. And then you're a, a full time musician. So I'm just wondering, if, like, how do you separate that out? Maybe that no, you're right, because the honestly, the excitement still to this day is the same when you get a message in your inbox like hi we're looking for entertainment for it this. is kind of the same isn't it yeah and you're just all like oh shit it's on let's <laughs> yeah. do this yeah you know like you're so excited so that still is exactly the same um and so unfortunately when you are in business for yourself and you don't have the boss to say fuck you you're the boss mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if i happen to be wake up when that email comes in at two in the morning and I'm dead asleep, I'll be like, Oh, well that's fucking right. Beep, 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 beep. Let's respond immediately. You know, yeah, like totally. Yeah. So, um, so I, I would say that that is one of the trade-offs is that you're kind of always, your brain is, is always there. Mm-hmm. I will literally wake up several times a month in the middle of the night and be like, did I put that piece of gear in the trailer? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, whereas if bef- before you would be like, did I put those documents in the right fold? You would never do that. You know, you're like, I don't care about, I'll figure it out tomorrow after I get my coffee. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would, that is, that is always a challenge. Yeah. And especially now with like everything being on your phone. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're all, so you're always connected to that, to the business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so there, there will be times, uh, my wife is also self-employed. Okay. And so we'll both be on phones actually doing work, but both be on our phones sitting there, you know, like beep, beep, beep. And we'll like, it happens probably once a week where one of us is just like, oh God. maybe we should hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that, you know, being, yeah. being in a band, being a musician is hard enough for uh, just your relationships in general with your, with your friends and your partners and your mm-hmm. family but like it's probably got to be even a l- maybe a little tougher as a full-timer or maybe yeah. it's easier because you're gone thursday through sunday out of town playing shows but then i mean that's tough because most people are home and out on the weekends like let's right. go to the zoo on a saturday you know you're, you're not doing that but then sunday through thursday you're home 100 percent of the time with your kid right. having a good time and and we're all at work so right. i feel like a swedish parent you know you like you feel yeah. like a northern european parent or something yeah. you know yeah. where i mean i pretty i mean i can count on one hand you know the amount of times i've been away from my kid for more than one day you know, I yeah. mean, that just never, that never happens, you know, well, usually. And you're both, um, self-employed. Mm-hmm. 
so that probably helps your situation and your relationship as opposed to like my wife is just business world person. But if I were to be full-time musician, I think that would create a ginormous rift in our lifestyle. I think because we're both in separate worlds completely. You have all the time in the world. I know. Right. And then you're gone when I'm off work, you know? And so I think that's something to probably take in consideration. If you are thinking about making a jump is like, this has to be your number one priority almost in life when you're getting your music career started that some of your relationships might suffer a little bit too. I think so. Yeah. Uh, You know, and sometimes I think it's hard. I think it's especially hard as a musician because it's your job to create a party often, often, totally not all the time. Sometimes not. That's not the, that's not the way, but you're either way you're entertaining and creating an event and you're kind of the star of it. Yeah. It's if it's a fake persona. All right. Whatever. Yeah. You you, you conjure it up to have a great, to create people to have a good time. Yeah. And so like your, I think, you know, in your family relationships, you know, partnerships, things like that. um, They sort of see what you do as being fun. And like, yes, it is fun. I, you also probably chose a job that you sort of at least like to go to. And I also like my job too. And it is fun. It is a party, but it's also work. People don't see the behind the scenes they don't. work. Yeah. I mean, as a, on, on a level of just, Hey, we've got an original band and we play every couple months. Like even that amount of behind the scenes work is insane. Yeah. Then, then you take it up to a full-time musician behind the scenes work, the driving, the, the conversations with the people, the contracts, the shows, the teardowns, the load-ins. I mean, geez. No offense, but sometimes, you know, sometimes that uh, conversation at the end of the night when you're just a little turned up with the the club owner or the event organizer or whatever, you know, and you guys are having that last, like, cocktail once everybody's gone and you get home, you know, 45 minutes later than you said you were Mm -hmm. going to – that's technically also work too. It, it I mean, totally is. Yeah. I'm building that relationship with that person. Right. We finally got some time to be just two regular human beings together, made a little connection, get to know each other better. Yep. Now that person's going to be more likely to call me for that opening slot when they have a headliner come through, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You and yep, Mason. Exactly. It's hard to say. You and Mason drunkenly singing in Woolies at three in the morning yeah. is, to, is building it's, relationships. Look, it's a part of the job. I'm sorry. The club owner and the bartenders <laughs> had a great time. They loved us. Totally. <laughs> it's part of the job, babe. But, but it, it's, I think it just brings such a great, a great thing to light because yeah, it's it, like I say, the line gets blurred so easily between what seems fun to the outside, uh, anyone on the outside and what's work for you and having to stay longer for those relationships to be able to talk to one more person or anything like that it, it is i so yeah i was just wondering how you kind of juggle that stuff man yeah, yeah. thanks for it's a, it's a tough one isn't yeah. it it's not it's sometimes imperfect but no yeah no I, I like say i think you you answered a lot of what i was wondering about like you kind of talked about touched on a lot of it so well cool. and what and what you said you know about like shaking that next person's hand or uh, you know making every relationship count like i mean i think that's super important yeah you know always always being gracious to people like you know people that come watch you um, being proactive, asking people's names, talking to everyone for a second. Not that you're trying to like fake anybody, but sure. like, hey, guess what? I made art. Mm-hmm. Thanks for giving a shit about it. And um, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, that you clapped at one point in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What's what's funny about Jerry, I think we're going to have an episode coming up soon, hopefully, like how to, you know, being a solo musician being an acoustic musician like, like and i'm gonna ask jerry this anyway yes being a singer songwriter playing covers doing whatever how do you because i know the answer but i'd love to hear you speak of this but how do you deal with playing that show 
in that bar during happy hour where nobody cares. Everyone's talking over you. Uh, and nobody cares that you're there. You're just there for background music. How do you deal with that? Uh, well, okay. If the intention <laughs> is background music, then like I'm fine. I'm just kind of watching the clock. If it's not, and you're and nobody's paying attention, and still no one's paying attention, <laughs> then I sometimes I get aggressive with people, and I, <laughs> it's really aggressive. <laughs> really, okay, I abuse them a little bit. I'll be like, "Wow, thanks for the golf clap, you guys. Great." And but that's just it. Like people see that they were generally speaking, they'll respond to that because they see that as confidence. They see it like, "Hey, um, I'm here making some stuff." You guys should Hello. listen. I'm having fun. Yeah. We should do this together. Yeah. Um, that show we did with Portis. We're in. We're literally in Los Angeles with a you know <laughs> a production company that no bullshit. They um, they were all like former '80s musicians that turned roadies that have been on tour with like Metallica and like I mean they everyone were probably some of the best musicians um, wow. slash techs you could ever deal with. Oh yeah, it was the level of production was insane. And we're on like in this, you know, high rise on the pool deck (laughs) on a pool deck at this event that just cost hundreds of thousands of dollars with a lot of people with a lot of money dressed up in really nice outfits from like international companies. Right. And we played like our first or two songs or whatever. And it was just kind of like because all corporate stuff's the same. Nobody wants to make a fool out of themselves, you know, pin drop and everyone's talking, going as far away from the stage as they can. Yeah. I just came out swinging. I was like, wow, guys, thanks for the golf clap is there not free alcohol here do you guys know how to have a good time what <laughs> oh, is yeah. happening really? and you see and you'll watch because i get like embarrassed i'm like oh god but i kind of watch and you can see like how dare he say things like that well we'll show him we'll party yeah. like like that's like what goes through people's heads they're like we'll show him we do know how to party <laughs> right. this is la is it? <laughs> yeah and then and then by the end of the night like we only played what Dude, yeah, we went to LA to play two 45-minute sets. It was so. it was amazing. Wow. But you felt it by the end of that second 45-minute set, the whole dance floor was going crazy and you could feel that like four or five more songs in that party would have just it would just, just explode. exploded. And sometimes that's not appropriate. You know, if you're doing a, a songwriter's round, you know, <laughs> at a, a at a venue or something like that, yeah, you're not playing a funeral or something like that. Yeah, you maybe you don't do that. That's not the space to do that, but if it is like you're trying to like create an atmosphere and create right. a party, like some it's okay to like punch people in the face a little bit. Um but, but you, it's the confidence like you said. You can't you can't say that and legitimately be and mad. Literally at be cuz people jerk. will feed it. I, I yeah. think we talked about yeah. that at the beginning. People will will yeah. go, "God, this guy's yeah. really upset the fact that <laughs> yeah. we're not doing this he is pissed what a loser let's leave yeah Yeah. it's like there's another bar across the street i'll just go there and not get verbal abuse (laughs) yeah 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 for real but i you know i think that there again that like goes back to you how you you need to be doing that job for you you don't make art for other people you make it for yourself and that was a lesson that i didn't learn until after you know we kind of put the brakes on town crier and called that quits for a while as i realized like i should i'm making this art for not necessarily me. I need to make this art for me. If people like it, jackpot bonus. Mm-hmm. But I, if they don't, at least I do, right? If they don't, at least I do. I'm making something that I'm proud of that I, I like listening to that I got to spend a good amount of time with my buddies that I care about in the first place, making this thing that we enjoy together. And if you're doing that and you're actually liking it, it's probably going to be well received and people will respond to it. <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot from reconnecting with Jerry 
uh, and being in this band, but that's one of the things that I struggle with because I just want to write. I want to write the set list that makes the most sense for the crowd, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that they that we start on time and that everybody's like is there and they're having the best time and that it sounds the best. And and Jerry's really implemented to just be like, dude, how about just like let's play the songs we want to play and let's make sure that we have the best time ever. Mm-hmm. And that generally, it's hard to give up that control, but that generally translates into wow those guys are having the best time ever i should too yeah. i mean it's it, it almost doesn't matter what you play or or how you go about it as long as you're having fun and you're doing what you yeah. want to do totally i still struggle with it but i'm 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 getting there i'm relinquishing control but that's it i mean that is across the board in every vocation that exists yeah like um i mean this is like super snooze fest boring but um you know we've we've had some like home projects going on and when you like i am not joking when you find a plumber that like gives a fuck about being a plumber yeah and they're like no 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 this is all wrong this needs to be this way if it was my house, I'd do it this way because this and this and this is smarter. It costs a little bit more, but blah blah blah. Right. And you get done with that conversation, you're like, I love that plumber so much. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, you're right, man. Any anything you do in life, like, or somebody is doing, pride of pride just of taking pride yeah. in. It. You know how many times I've been so appreciative of a fast food worker who is just <laughs> right. like, Yo, man, how are you doing today? Oh, great. Hey, have a great day, man. Here's your food. It's gonna be the best burger fries, you ever had. Bro. Fries, fries came out hot and everything like that. Yeah. I'm like, God, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Thanks for caring about where you're doing. Yes, exactly. The same goes for us, you know? Same goes for musicians. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, if somebody hires you to do a show and maybe you're, you're doing it with pride, but you're also maybe offering up some suggestions, kind of like captains in Okaboji. Like we used to play there a bunch and we kind of helped them to go, you know, what would be great is if you like raise the stage up a little bit and maybe upgraded your sound system, changed your lights a little bit. I mean, Cause we're like, if, if we, this, if this was our club, this is how we would do it. And I think people do take a lot of uh, comfort in like people saying, man, that's a great suggestion. I can definitely help make that better. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a little bit more trust to it too. I'll do, you know, I'll do that for, I've, if when I'm printing shirts for, for a band or something like that and, and they'll be like, Hey, well, just what's your cheapest shirt or what's this? I'm like, please don't use you that don't, shirt. You don't want that. Please don't use that. Uh, it's like, I have this and like you're, this person's telling you this should be a four color design. We could really get this down to two, probably save you money and you could get more shirts out of this. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's the only going to be $2 more per shirt, like, but you're going to sell these for 10 yeah. more dollars than what you're paying. Like it's yeah. go make the jump up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and you know, I've, I've said that the people that haven't ended up actually doing the work with me, but they were still appreciative. And so it's like, well, I'm sure we'll be able to talk again in the future. Yeah. Right. So, and you can be gracious about yeah, that. Absolutely. Well, Jer, what do you think uh, as parting advice to anybody out there who's maybe just made the transition thinking about making the jump to full-time musician? What, what advice can you give to them? Do you think, um, Live small, you know, it's okay to not have the house in the suburbs, um, live small, be smart. Um, that way you're, you know, your nut is, is small and it's you less pressure on you to cover that. Um, make art for you, do it for you, do it for you. That is why you're doing it. Do it for yourself, not other people. The other people will come along when they see that you like what you do and you're having fun. Um, say yes to everything. Say yes to everything for sure. Um, and um, also rehearse. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, be good. also be good at your job. Yeah, you know, I mean that that really does matter a lot. Okay, um, time out because uh, I don't know this answer. Since you play, what hundred 
150 shows a year, maybe? Yep. How often do you practice? Every day. Do you really? I play my piano every single you day. You sit down wow. and, and learn a new song or just play it or just... I, I wouldn't say I learn a new song, um, but I will always sit down and play something. So, um, you know, there's some stuff that requires maintenance. Um, like, I will still, to this day, um, play the solo on... Um, uh, shut up and dance. Shut up and the, dance. The guitar solo. Yeah, because I have messed it up so many times, <laughs> and so I will. I, to this day, I probably played it a week ago. I'm not joking. Like I will play it on there. Um, right now, I'm learning the key part to Thunderstruck. Um, oh really? Instead. But I'm doing it on my <laughs> piano go. at home because I want to transition that to guitar. Right. I just think that would be sweet to bust a out. Guitar. Guitar <laughs> wow. Thunderstruck. Man, 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 man. You know, oh like that. Dope. Um, but then I'll also stay just, tuned. Um, uh, you know, I'll try to sit down all the time and make something that I've never made before, and so and be creative. And I have just probably literally hundreds of like piano songs on my phone that are of just, just random things, random things that came up, and um, you know, just at least take a few minutes every day to make something creative, to do something creative. So That's that refreshing because I thought for sure the answer was going to be never uh -huh. because, because if you think about like, I, I play 40 to 50 shows a year and I don't ever, ever touch my drums mm -hmm. unless we are having a band practice or, or playing a show. Mm -hmm. But the, the reason I'm starting to realize this is like you are a full-time musician and you actually do have quite a bit of free time to mm -hmm. just sit down during the day and play any free time I have is like rare and precious. And the last thing I want to do is go in the basement and play music for sure. So like, that's a super refreshing thing to just realize that even though you're doing it more than I am, you still have more time than I do to just continue to keep doing it. And, the, and that, yeah. you know, that's building expertise every time, you know, when you think about, like, all right, I'm in, I'm quitting Malcolm quitting Gladwell, <laughs> like, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's like 10,000 hour mark yeah, thing, right. you know, you're, you're always working towards that. I, so man, I, need, I need more hours, man. I'm at like 9,242. Get that hour count I'm almost up, there. I got to get my hour count up. <laughs> it's a rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up, man. Come on. The hell, man. <laughs> Shit, I probably spent 10,000 hours just last year with the Portees, probably. Hell yeah. Load-ins and load-outs all uh, day long. I hope I said something smart, you guys. Uh, I think it was pretty smart. Oh, yeah. Try not to fuck it up. It's a, it's a, <laughs> we always end these episodes with like, well, we could have continued this conversation for three more hours, but I mean, you know, it's, you get the basics out, you provide some perspective, and then people can hopefully figure out from there. So you want to, you want to plug anything for anybody? I'm imagining a lot of our listeners may not know who you are. So you want to plug some of the bands? Sure. Or? You, uh, so, um, I have a, my original band, um, from way back in the day is town crier. That is, uh, got some new stuff coming out here. Yep. Town, town, I think is it. Oh, geez. I'm forgetting our website right now. <laughs> wow. I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> well, I have too many bands, Michael. I think it's towncryerband.com. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, I think just, it's just that. type it into Facebook. Everyone knows how to work Google and yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. towncryer. Um, yeah, towncryerband.com. Um, and then um, my solo uh, my solo page is just my name, jerrylawrenson.com. Um, and then, of course, Pork Tornadoes. Yep. Um, Porktornadoes.com or the Pork Tornadoes. It's, it's both. Oh, it's it also party.com.com. <laughs> That's my favorite website yeah. that we own. P a r t y d o t c o m dot com. Dot com. <laughs> um, you know why? Because party.com was taken, of course. <laughs> it's like a balloon manufacturer or something like that. In in that same vein, too, uh, my doing piano show, pianopalooza.band. Um, pianopalooza.com is owned by like some... Wait, there's a dot band? There's a dot band, yeah. What? Mm -hmm. For bands. It's a website domain called dot band. Dot band. Dot band. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got to we got to look into that. Yeah, but the pianopalooza.com was owned by this uh, like kids 
like piano show in San Francisco <laughs> that is like a biannual performance in the park. Oh they wanted to God. sell it to us for sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> boy, oh boy! Yeah. I hope that you at least strung them on to be like, "Yes, we are so interested. We're yeah. going to wire the funds to you. Give yes. us a couple days, and right. then just never call them." Oh, back. you mean it didn't come through? Well, we'll check with our finance guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll check well, again. It's weird. I can't believe you didn't get my sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. I've got it on my end. It says transfer complete. So I, I don't know. I sure hope it made it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. This is well, awesome. Yeah, thanks this for being here, man. Time, it was, man. It was, it was, I'm glad you made Real it. Real pleasure. Yeah. yeah.